At that he woke up with a horrible start and found that part of his dream was true. A crack had opened at the back of the cave and was already a wide passage. He was just in time to see the last of the pony's tail disappearing into it. Of course he gave a loud yell, as loud a yell as a hobbit can give, which is surprising for their size. Out jumped the goblins, big goblins, great ugly looking goblins, lots of goblins, before you could say rocks and blocks. There were six to each dwarf at least, and two even for Bilbo, and they were all grabbed and carried through the crack before you could say tender and flint. Hey there, Tolkieners. Hello, children of the night. What music could they make? <laughs> I'm Danny J. And I'm Joel N. And welcome to our first ever Halloween special episode. Burr, 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 burr. We're super excited about this because this is my favorite holiday. Is this your favorite holiday? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By far, by far. Um, so yeah, but just before we get into it, there's a couple things we got to say up top here. Yeah, we just wanted to start the episode with a little update. So first of all, Sorry we've been away for a little bit, guys. It's been just as painful for us as it has been for you. <laughs> but uh, one of the reasons we've been away is because, uh, as you remember, um, my buddy Joseph, who we dedicated that Samwise Gamgee episode to, um, he had been uh, doing his uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma treatment, and he is now 100% cancer-free. And he's uh, pretty much through, through the woods. But that's what I was kind of dealing with. Woo! For a couple weeks. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah. Super exciting. Beer, 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 beer. So, yeah. So, beer, 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 beer. Beat cancer. <laughs> Beat cancer. He's dehodgkinized. <laughs> but, yeah. So, he's he's on the on the mend and he's getting better. And, actually, you know how much he's gotten better? He helped me write this fucking episode. Wow. So, yeah. So, if it's you think it's funny, it's probably because of him. <laughs> but, yeah. We're happy that Joseph's getting better. And, uh, so, yeah. We were dealing with that. But we're, we're back here, guys. And this is, yeah, the Halloween special. Another shout out. I got to do something the other day, Joel, that uh, I never... I was jealous of, yeah. Yeah. I never thought I would do. And that was because of a special friend of the show, Scott Pearson. Check out his podcast, Generations Geek. And uh, they uh, he gave me tickets to see Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob Dylan was just in town, was it, last weekend? Uh, it was a couple days ago. A couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, I never thought in my life I'd be able to see Bob Dylan. And he just uh, straight up gave them to me because he knows that I love Bob Dylan. And uh, thanks, Scott. Yeah, that was that's a hell of a gift. Yeah. Um, have you never seen Dylan before this? No. Okay, so that was no. like a bucket list kind of. That thing. was a literal bucket list thing. Like it, it, yeah, it meant so much to me because, like, yeah, I'd seen John Prine before. You know, he inevitably kicks a bucket. So mm-hmm. like that was a bucket list thing. And then uh, you know, a couple years later, now I'm seeing Dylan. Look at this. Anyway, shout out to Scott. Thank you so much. Let's get back into Halloween, though. Yeah, it's Halloween. Let's talk a bit about how we like Halloween. We love Halloween. Yeah, so let's, yeah, we thought it'd just be kind of fun to kind of list off a few things. Like, uh, for example, our favorite thing to do on Halloween. What's yours, Danny? My favorite thing to do is, uh, well, I usually have a pretty uh, routine. I usually go to uh, the big bonfire in West St. Paul. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, when you say bonfire, I mean, it's like the size of a house. Yeah. Like it's it's a huge pile. Yeah, it's very pagan. 
Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a huge fire. So I usually check that out. But then I just watch horror films, man. I just watch, uh, just watch my, the classics, my favorites. Um, yeah, my favorite one to watch is uh, we were just talking about earlier, Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, Trick or Treat is an amazing film. I remember when you introduced that to me way back in the day. Yeah, so good, so good. What do you like to do? I I also like to drink uh, whiskey and cider. Whiskey and cider. Yeah. Well, I uh, definitely used to be really into the dressing up and going out kind of thing. Sure, sure. But, but now uh, you're nearly thirty. Right now, <laughs> now that I'm nearly thirty, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I don't dress up and go out as much anymore. I think I'm more of a tunker down and watch scary movies and drink. Like I usually we have our Halloween. Yeah, we're together. usually so they're pre- together, they're pretty yeah. similar Halloweens. I also yeah I like to do edibles on Halloween. That's oh fun. yeah, well yeah, Halloween is all about just kind of getting remember getting two, fucked up two years fun. ago on Halloween when I ate the most edibles I'd ever eaten. Oh, <laughs> that was fun. Anyway, that was fun. What is, should we tell them about our tradition? We didn't do it this year, but we normally do. We usually build something. What do we usually build? Yeah, so every year around the uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving season, like the fall season, yeah, we usually the harvest season around right the harvest season. The yeah, we yeah. usually get a gourd of some variety, usually a pumpkin, and uh, we usually fashion ourselves a nice uh, a pumpkin Wa- water pipe. A pumpkin water pipe for smoking tobacco. But Sometimes yeah. we fill it with like cider. So oh yeah, that really one year we filled it with that cider and really cinnamon. Good. Oh man, that was really good. that was the year we made it way too big too. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that was good though. Fun times. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys? What do you guys like to do around Halloween times? Let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. And this episode's dropping on Halloween, so this should be All Hallows Eve. Yeah. As you're listening to this, hopefully it's Halloween right now. Yeah. And if you're not listening to this the day it drops, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. What are you doing? Disappointing. So today uh, we're going to combine our two two of our favorite things in the world, uh, Tolkien and uh, the spooky Yuki, the creepy and the macabre. Yeah, we're going to have our own kind of Halloween Tolkien special. And uh, so I think we're going to go through, basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through, kind of just jump through the Legendarium and talk about different spooky Halloween type themed Tolkien things. Mm -hmm. And then also, forgot to mention up top that we have a very special treat for you at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We have our first ever Tolkien interview with a famous person. We've alluded to this one a few times actually, so we hope you... uh, Enjoy it when it comes up later. Stick around, guys. It's going to be so awesome. All right. So to start things off, we just wanted to talk about how we don't really feel like Tolkien gets enough credit for how spooky some of his shit is. No. A lot of it is very spooky. Intense, too. Like, he chills and thrills in Tolkien. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very much so. He's got the creepiness. He's got... uh, some pretty morbid stuff, just some dark stuff. And just disturbing shit. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah, he kind of sprinkles it in where it's appropriate. Yeah. It's great. And I love horror. It's like my, you know, my, my favorite thing ever. And like now I'm seeing like uh, when I started going back into like Peter Jackson's older movies, right? Mm-hmm. His horror stuff. And I was like, why did they let this dude direct Lord of the Rings? But then I sat down and rewatched Lord of the Rings and I was like, oh my God, there's aspects of all these early horror films in these movies. And he has like, he's learned the pacing to make things suspense so Peter Jackson was actually the perfect choice to direct Tolkien. Perfect. I feel like that happens with not just Lord of the Rings, but other movies too. Like uh, if you're trying to make a good action or suspense movie, maybe not a horror movie, mm-hmm. but if you get someone who's really knows a lot about their horror so that they make those moments a little more... Gravitas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you get, then you get a real good film. Oh, yeah. But today, yeah, we're just going to be talking about those spooky-ooky aspects of the Legendarium that we like. Yeah, so we thought we'd start off with some of the spooky characters. Spooky, spooky. And we had to mention this guy first. Oh, yeah. And that, of course, is Sauron. Right, because of all of Tolkien's evil characters, I mean, he's the necromancer. Yeah. 
He is uh, the Dark Lord. He is, I mean, yeah. He's he's all it. And, and especially in the first stage, uh, we find this guy palling around with actual like Halloween-type animals. Yeah, for like real. Creatures. Straight up Halloween. Yeah, we've, we've said it before, but for real. Halloween creatures, Halloween like werewolves creatures, and yeah. vampires and, mm-hmm. and like sprites and all kinds of weird All crazy shit. shit. Yeah. And uh, I think he's like comparing him to like especially Melkor. I feel like Sauron is more cruel in a way and more evil in a way than Melkor. Oh? Yeah, because Sauron, like the way he goes about things is just... He really takes a hammer to the situation. He, I'd, I definitely think he's a little more manipulative. Yeah, like he, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. He's more into deceiving people and corrupting people than right. Melkor yeah. was just kind of out to fuck up everything, everything yeah. like even mountains. He was like, yeah. you made these mountains. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break them. Yeah. But yeah, Sauron is more like, hey, let's uh, subtly torture people's yeah, minds exactly. until they, until we get them to do what we want them to do. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's an evil fucker, guys. But yeah, in the same way, he's just he's kind he's just as cruel as Melkor, but in a different way, he's a different kind of cruel. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I would have to say that the spookiest part with Sauron, okay, would be in the tale of Baron and Luthien, and uh, this is when Finrod and Baron are stuck in the dungeons of uh of uh, Sauron's the Isle of Werewolves Tower. Oh yeah, I think I'd have to agree. That's definitely the most like spooky, ooky Sauron spooky, we get ooky, when yeah. he's like on the Island of Werewolves mm-hmm. with all of his creatures. Yeah, and he's got like that, and then they do that sing-song battle. The and sing-song the, battle, yeah. The wolves eat them one by one. Yeah, the werewolves coming out of the dark eating his naked prisoners. Yeah, dude. It's like a fucking heavy metal music video. Yeah, his tenacity is also pretty terrifying. Yes, he's a very determined character. <laughs> So another great uh, scary character we thought we'd bring up. This is probably one of the ones a lot of you probably thought of first off the bat when we uh, bring up spooky scary characters. The Witch King of Angmar. Ooh, spooky. No, he's legitimately spooky. Right, and that's kind of his thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, the th- yeah the thing about excuse you know the 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 FDR saying Franklin Delano Roosevelt American president for those who aren't American um he said there's nothing to fear but fear itself right yeah and the scariest thing about the Nazgul is that they use fear against you yeah is so, it yeah. is the fear that is so scary mm-hmm. they and strike fear into all of their opponents yeah exactly and then yeah just the determination of the witch king as well mm-hmm. um because yeah, com- he's like sauron's ultimate hunter isn't he right yeah i compared him to uh to the terminator in this respect in that he won't eat he won't sleep and he'll kill anybody who gets in his way to find the ring and yeah. that's all his purposes he literally will not stop will not stop what would you say the spooky yukiest part with the Witch King is? I don't know. I when I think of the Witch King, I just think of how spooky it is that he was a black Numenorean. Like you know, he was definitely into like necromancy and shit. Yeah, that seemed to have been his thing. And I try to think of like what the Kingdom of Angmar was like, and I imagine that was a pretty spooky fucking place. That must have been a spooky yuki place. Yeah, Mount Gundabad was like their headquarters. Like right, yeah, yeah. far to the north. Yeah, I mean, mine is uh, I I really like the Witch King's dialogue. So I like the uh, the oh, yeah. S- yeah the scene where he squares off with Eowyn. Oh yeah, when he speaks, it is pretty epic. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, yeah, because he yeah. talks about yeah when squaring off with Eowyn, he talks about how like uh, Nazgul will not slay thee in thy turn. He'll bear thee away to the houses, houses of, of lamentation. lamentation, where they'll be left. Your mind should be left naked to the lidless eye, or something like right, that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that's some torturous, horrifying stuff. Yeah, doesn't he have some Gan- uh, dialogue with Gandalf too at the front gate of oh, Minas yeah. when he opens the front gate? Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna get mixed up with the movie. I remember at least in the movie, you, you do not you don't you don't you know death when you see it. That is from the book. That's isn't from it? the book. Okay. Yeah, I think he says that to Theoden though in the book, but I'm not certain. Do you not know? death? 
death when you see it, old man. And honestly, the um in the movie they do that like vacuum power that he has. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, and that's really cool because like I don't know the vacuum is like symbolically nothingness. Right, like a void. Yeah, it's void of anything. Yeah, at they all. they kind of reuse that with the evil creatures, like when uh, at the beginning prologue in the return of, at the uh, Fellowship of the Ring when they showed Sauron mm-hmm. getting destroyed. The yeah, he, he does like, that. He does that. Kind of implode, and then when the Witch King gets destroyed during the Return of the King, he does that implode where he like curls up into himself and like yeah, falls yeah. down. I think that's a, I think that's cool imagery. Yeah, the implosion, the implosion stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, let's move on to another creepy. This is the creepiest character. Yeah, this is this character is actually where this episode started off, mm-hmm. and then we decided to make it like a whole Halloween themed episode. Yeah, but that's of course Gollum, the creature Gollum. <laughs> And yeah, he's just, he's creepy because he's just constantly lurking. Yeah, he is like the definition of like a creepy, lurky, slinky character. Just a slimy bastard. Yeah. He is supposed to have, he is supposed to be slimy, like literally slimy slimy with webbed fingers and toes. And yeah, and it's, uh, he's really hard to catch. Yeah. Creep it around. Yeah. And it like took Aragorn, when he did track him down, it took him years. Right. It's like that recent episode of South Park where... (laughs) Eric Cartman won't take his shots because he like <laughs> yeah. greases Grease himself, himself up like up a pig. And, runs and even even the best big catchers can't catch him. Yeah, that's kind of like Gollum. That's Gollum, really. He can't is the, the greased up pig of the uh, Tolkien legendarium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he is constantly lurking around. He's kind of the person who's like uh, in a lot of in a lot of like stories and big legendariums and things. There's usually a, a character who's like all about information. Like lurking around and just gets information. That's sort of Gollum. The fly on the wall. The fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Gollum kind of knows who's where and what's up and where to go. Gollum, he knows a lot of shit. He actually it's, knows a lot about like the Last Alliance and shit too. Yeah, he's relatively. I mean, he's really old because he came from his folk were uh, from the Anduin River mm-hmm. area. So like, I'm sure they dealt with that. Yeah, and I actually read in some of my preliminary research when I was actually writing the Gollum episode was uh um I found that like his grand was supposed to be like a lore master or something oh really which is why he knew like all the stories about the last alliance and all this oh. stuff yeah which is because I, I know he talks about his 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 mother or grandmother a lot. yeah and she was like the matriarch of their yeah yeah. yeah yeah i didn't realize that she was like a historian that's really cool yeah the wise woman the wise one uh, but yeah, and he's also just—he's only driven by the lust for the ring. That's all that really drives him. <laughs> like, yeah, he, has he can't one, be bargained with. Yeah, one mo- motivation. <laughs> Spookyukiest part, though, I—I'd have to say, in my opinion, is the riddles in the dark. Um, oh yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, just because it's—it's—it's it's, it's very tense as well. Yeah, I mean, it's also the first time we get introduced to Gollum, so like all of this is very new. This weird hissing, right? Slimy green webbed like where the fuck did he come from I th- yeah. in the book in the hobbit they actually say like they don't know they say they don't know where it came from mm-hmm. yeah the unknown uh like this unknown because it's not a goblin like we know that mm-hmm. but it is some kind of creepy oogie spooky character yeah they make it seem like it's very almost unhuman oh yeah in the hobbit but yeah i i do really love riddles in the dark yeah all right let's uh let's move on to the next next two next dude um the mouth of sauron evil character creepy character and this dude is especially disgusting in the film yeah he's he's definitely creepy in like a almost gory kind of way he's just he's disgusting literally disgusting yeah i love the look that aragorn gives him when he smiles Mm -hmm. just kind of like oh brush your teeth dog i loved i i don't know i loved him in the film just the way that they did his mouth where it's just like overly uh what's the word i'm looking for animated almost like it's really big and just 
Yeah. And all those teeth. There's like no gums. Do you know the guy that played that dude? Is the guy from the Road Warrior? Oh, really? The guy that flies the little helicopter? No, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's creepy also because I think, in my opinion, is because he has a very intimate relationship with Sauron. Oh, that's right. He's the only one that speaks to that Sauron. speaks directly to him. And it's like, what kind of relationship is that? You know what I mean? Like, is he also a black Numenorean? That's what they say. Yes, and they um they also said that when he's <laughs> when he's talking about the treaty that they're gonna make, mm-hmm. he says like uh, he'll install a new captain at Orthanc, and everyone was like, well, that's you. Right, you're talking about yourself, like right, yeah, but yeah. So he's like a, a high in command. So he's Henry. also he's not one of the wraiths, right? Yeah, he's not a wraith as far as we know. I don't. I don't think he he's supposed to be one of the nine because he is like a fully physical bodied character. And yeah, they kill him. Like that's true. Yeah, they cut his head. <laughs> they fucking cut his head off. Even <laughs> chop his head off in the movie. I can't remember <laughs> if they do that in the in the book or not, but they do kill him. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. In general, the mouth of Sauron. He also just anytime he speaks, you know, he speaks for Sauron. So everything he says is terrifying, terrifying and like yeah. doom filled. Like yeah. like when you see him at the Black Gate, he's like, "We found your boy," you mm-hmm. know, and you're like, "Oh fuck, oh shit." Yeah, and now we're all here for nothing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. My master Sauron the Great bids thee welcome. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so the spooky Yuki scene with him is, is really the only scene he's in. Yeah, the and, black gate. Yeah. And that's, yeah, the, the tense-ass scene where he's taunting uh, Gandalf and, and uh, Aragorn. Yeah, and I, in the book, we mentioned this before, it's great because... In the book, the reader at this point has no idea what happened to Frodo either, and it makes the scene even more tense. Right. Yeah, because in the book, last we hear of Frodo and Sam is when uh, it's after Shelob when Frodo gets captured and taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's the we last think, we hear from yeah, him. Yeah, so we think at this point, and here the fucking mouth of Sauron shows up with yeah. his fucking Mithril coat, like, oh, well, this... Oh fuck! And that also just really proves that Sauron knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah, he he knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's going. One more terrifying thing about Sauron is just that Sauron just knows. He knows exactly. Like like Melkor, he they he know. he knows what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on. They even talk about back to Sauron again in the uh, Council of Elrond. There's a terrifying moment. After, oh, when they're like, he might even know what we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't remember if it's Gandalf or Elrond, but he explains, you know, how active Sauron is presently and how powerful he is, and the fact that he knows the ring is in Rivendell, and he, he might even know that we're having this conversation right now. Silence. And everyone, yeah, <laughs> dead silence. Everyone's like, oh, oh fuck. Shit. That's when you hit the J, and he's like, fuck, man, Jesus. shit. But uh, yeah, the mouth of Sauron, <laughs> also very terrifying. Yes. Let's get on to um, the, the biggest, baddest motherfucker of them all. He is the biggest baddie. He is. Melkor. Melkor. And I think well, th- with this, the creepy Ukiis thing about him is that he's all about perversion. He's a big pervert, is basically. He is a giant pervert. He's a giant fucking pervert. And like we do mean that in a funny way, but also in a very serious. In a very serious, in a uh, literal sense. Very part. serious, literal sense. Like he is almost terrifyingly perverted. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what's a great story? Um, he likes to pervert good things. Yeah, orcs, uh, ants. Yeah, ants. Yeah, so for, uh, early on, he the first one of the first things he did was uh, pervert literal races of people. Like uh, when Orome finds the elves for the first time at Quivien, and they're terrified of him. And by the time he gets to talking to them, they tell him, like, yeah, we were terrified because we know of a dark rider that rides around in the woods at night. A spooky Yuki character. A spooky Yuki character who steals elves if they stray too far. And we find out that that's fucking Melkor stealing elves, bringing them back to Angband, torturing them, mutilating them, and turning them into a fucking different race entirely. Fucking pervert. That is 
pretty fucking scary. Yeah. And the fact that he learns to do that with bigger creatures, too. He does that with the Ents. Yeah. I don't even want to know what that process is like. That's got to be fucking horrifying. And uh, dragons, which we assume are perverted lizards. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> he can't just create dragons. They must have been a perverted something. Perverted, uh, what are those things called? The Komodo dragon. A Komodo dragon? <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. I love those they're, things. They are. Did you know that they're actually pretty fucking poisonous, too? Yeah, their bites are hella poisonous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're the largest lizard in the world. Yeah, everyone's obsessed with the Komodo dragon because it's the largest lizard, but that's not the scary part. The scary part is the venomous bite. Yeah, they're here. salivas. Yeah. Uh, la, la, saliva. Yeah. Well, Spooky Wookiee's part, that, yeah, this is just what, the Spooky Wookiee's part, I think, with uh, Melkor is when Baron and Luthien are down in the dungeon with him. Oh, yeah, the descent. Mm-hmm. When, uh, I think in the uh, novel version of, like, the fleshed out version of Baron and Luthien, they describe the descent a little more. Yeah. When they're descending down and they, de- and they describe how demented it is yeah and terrifying because they're they're like like statues of like like perverted shit yeah there's these big creepy statues and they can tell that they're of humanoid like figures Mm -hmm. but they're obviously like disgusting perversions of what the children of ilavatar were so like they're terrifying exactly yeah check out that description of uh baron and luthien descending into angband it's really cool and spooky spooky yuki all right next spooky yuki guy glowering the dragon yeah, speaking of lizards and dragons, he is the father of dragons. And uh, yeah, he, he's a power of the mind. That's what's scary about him. Yeah, like we come to find in Tolkien's Legendarium, dragons are not only sentient, but dragons have their own magic abilities. Somewhat magical, And yeah. I'm pretty sure that started with his Glaurung stories. Mm-hmm. Like Glaurung speaks, he puts spells of forgetfulness on people, he mm-hmm. freezes people into stone. Yeah. All kinds of things he can do magically. Yeah, and uh, with, I assume it's the same for Glaurung. They describe it with Smaug, but like when you're around dragons, you just have this sense of like wanting to tell them the truth all the time. Yeah, they seem to be able to loosen your lips a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm They're yeah. very cunning. Yeah, they're extremely cunning, and Glowering was supposed to be like the epitome of that because he's the father. Yeah. He's, he's the, the father. father. He didn't even have dra- he didn't even have a wings yet, so he mm-hmm. had to rely on cunning, cunning, and bursting flames. flames. And yeah. So the, I think the spookyukiest part with him is probably the sack of Nargothrond. That's uh, at least, uh, and that's uh, when yeah. they're yeah, burning the city, and then they're selling all the women into slavery, and then Turin comes up, and Turin's about to like stab him in the eyeball, and he places that spell on him. Yeah, it says like uh, he tries. What? Yeah, he uh, oh, he doesn't even he doesn't even do his blast. He just opens his eyes. Yeah, and he f- Turin freezes there, and he just stares at him. And then when Turin keeps trying him, thou art valiant at least. Yeah, yeah, valiant as any foes I have faced, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then when he breaks his spell, Turin still tries to slash at his eyes, and then mm-hmm. it's like then Glaurung coiled up tall and coiled back and up and tall, and he towered over Turin. And he's like, yeah. hey, thou art valiant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great scene. And yeah, just the I think a lot of the reason why these characters are spooky for me is their their dialogue. Just, yeah, the dialogues are always great. Yeah, the dialogue is spooky. They speak like villains, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they definitely speak like villains, and they always say terrifying things. Yes, they do. Like, anytime Glaurung speaks, he doesn't speak a hell of a lot. I think he only speaks in The Children of Hurin. Yeah. But uh, when he does speak, it's always something awful. <laughs> yeah, it is. Next, uh, these two kind of go together. Um, Shilabin and Galliant. Oh, yes. Of course, we got to talk about the spiders. And I think uh, why they're terrifying is because they're never satisfied. Oh yeah, their uh, their hunger is never satisfied. Just like when the doves cry, maybe she's just <laughs> like my mother. She's never satisfied. That that took a turn. 
Prince, I'm, this is a Minnesota podcast. We no, I know, but we're just talking about all these spooky, ooky, terrifying spiders, and you're like, Prince. Prince Ooh. is it's about his parents, I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, we love you, RIP, dude. Yeah, we love Prince. But uh, yeah, Shiloh Benangalia. Yeah, they are like the definitions of uh, gluttony. Like they're exactly. never, they're never satisfied. Never satisfied. Like they will eat anything. Like Angalian uh, even wanted to eat the Silmarils. Yeah, dude, that was what she was all about. I think the spooky wickiest part with either of them though is probably Shiloh versus Sam. Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, because I, I might have said Angalian versus Melkor because that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, because she gets all big and shit. Yeah, she grows and yeah. grows and grows and like belches forth, you know, dark vapor. <laughs> Dark vapors. Yeah, that's cool too. And then, oh, when they, oh yeah, there's a bunch of terrifying stuff. When they take uh, Formanos and they like kill Finway, remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's that, that cloud of darkness that mm-hmm. she used to disguise yeah, Everybody him. runs except Finway. Yeah. The, also, there's the descriptions of uh, when Melkor goes to the south to find Ungoliant mm-hmm. and it just kind of describes where her abode is like in the, the, just these empty cold mountains like mm-hmm. that's also pretty fucking spooky they don't know where Ungoliant came from no they say maybe she descended into Arda out of the darkness yeah early on like out of the void and some uh, someone once said maybe she was one of the Maiar that Melkor had corrupted early on but then just kind of went independent yeah like, she's like independent she's the Bernie Sanders of the <laughs> just kind of I mean, plays with one team but like like She's like really. the reverse of Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of all a one for all, it's literally all for one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, she love as well, and down the same vein. And I, I guess the scene with Sam is pretty. It's a little more drawn out. Like it's an actual yeah. fight scene. Yeah, it's so funny. Like uh, my girlfriend's uh, hugely afraid of spiders. She will not watch that scene. Like period. And even Sam, my friend that introduced me to Tolkien, was also highly arachnophobic. Oh, he could not watch this. He couldn't even <laughs> read that part. Like it was so disgusting. You know? The uh, part, yeah, the part on the book where they go into Shelob's lair. That is all pretty spooky when they like describe the feeling of yeah. her watching them and mm-hmm. like her eyes coming out of the darkness. And yeah, stuff. Dude. that whole scene is. Is very, very, very creepy. They do. Um, uh, I was listening to an interview with Stephen Colbert, and he was talking about that how immersive Tolkien's world is. And he said he was sitting on his mom's floor reading Shelob's Lair, and he stopped breathing. He literally was like, <gasps> and like took a breath because he realized he was not breathing while he was reading the book because it was so tense that mm-hmm. he had just forgotten to breathe. And it is kind of like that. It's a very intense part of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, some more spooky Yuki people, Black Numenorians. Yeah, I guess more or less a couple of categories of people we wanted to touch on. Because Black Numenorians, they are pretty fucking spooky. They're spooky Yuki, and they seem to know a little bit of like dark magic and shit. Yeah, and the Black... So, just to cover, or uh, to just to review, the Black Numenorians, they originated back uh, toward the end of Numenor, when yeah. Sauron corrupted most of Numenor right before the fall and he converted a bunch of Numenorians to the worship of Melkor which I imagine probably dabbled in some necromancy too. They did like human sacrifices so the black Numenorians they were some dark people and they're they're an issue all the way up into the third age too like they're still around. Yeah they're the Corsairs. They're the Corsairs. They're also uh, are all of the Nazgul black Numenorians or just a good I think like three of them are. Three of them? Yeah. Okay and then like we mentioned the mouth of Sauron Mm -hmm. was also a black Numenorean Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of black Numenorean who are kind of key figures in doing some evil shit. Yeah. They're, they're some creepy folks. Some creepy folks. And yeah, like I said earlier, human sacrifice, they're all about that shit. All about it. And uh, another group of uh, creatures, the Balrogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, the Balrogs. They're a fun topic just because, one, they're so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, also because they sort of changed over time. Yeah. Like in terms of like stature and power. Mm-hmm. At least, yeah, in perception. Well, either they changed in uh, in stature and stuff or people are just shittier now. That, t- But I mean, <laughs> I feel like even some of the descriptions were different. Well, I suppose maybe I'm just thinking back to like one of the early versions of the Fall of Gondolin. Yeah. Because I know in some of the versions of the Fall of Gondolin, maybe it's the earlier versions versus, you know, the official final version. But I know in some of the earlier versions of the Fall of Gondolin, you know, there's dragons and Belrogs, but they kind of describe Belrogs as like almost like an orc chieftain. Yeah, just bigger. Yeah, just a little bigger. Not mm-hmm. like these ginormous flaming demon beasts yeah. that we know. In the Lord of the Rings, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Durin's Bane and Moria, that is supposed to be large, on fire, yeah. very hard to kill. I mean, it got Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Balrogs are creepy fucking characters, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of... Uh, evil power to them too yeah a lot of magical power which we talked about uh episode a couple episodes ago we talked about that uh yeah once again moria with gandalf they have there's a few magic fights with gandalf Mm -hmm. where like their magic is so powerful and equal that it explodes the door door, the chamber of mazabul and then uh yeah a whole bunch of crazy shit all right well let's move on to some spooky yuki places in tolkien yeah spooky places so obviously mordor right off the bat right off the bat yeah i mean that's like the land of spooky yeah, it literally is the land of spooky. It's uh, I think why it's so terrifying is it's inhospitability. Inhospitability. Yeah, like they describe when uh, uh, Sam and Frodo are working their way through Mordor, like they run out of water and they can't refill their canteens because any of the water streams are like oily and black and like mm-hmm. nasty. Yeah, like nothing even really grows there other than like some shitty dead like bramble that they have to get through. Like, mm-hmm. it's a shitty place. Yeah, it's really gross. Yeah, and it's all volcanic. There's ash in the sky the sun doesn't even reach there no it's, it's, it's all dark it's terrible and there's nowhere to hide from sauron yeah it's his land it's his land uh so uh in the same vein as mortar words uh, let's talk about the stronghold of melkor angband i think this is probably for me one of the scariest places i can imagine yeah <laughs> like the stronghold of melkor the ultimate bad guy like mm-hmm. and it's also a, you know it's a place of uh of torture as well yeah it is a genuine place of like darkness and, and pure torment like mm-hmm. there's i imagine thousands of people slaving oh, yeah. away in his mind thousands yeah and he just works them to death yeah but yeah it's it's funny because there's not a whole lot of description of what angband actually is like but um like i was uh, talking to joel about this earlier tolkien really knows when to describe things and when not to Mm -hmm. because he'll leave it up to you to imagine what the fuck is an angband (laughs) right he gives a few like we mentioned earlier he gives a few descriptions of angband when baron and luthien are dissenting but not a lot like he describes a few vaguely described statues like they are statues that are in the likeness yeah of a humanoid character but But they're perverted and hideous so he'll let you imagine what that looks like and like i can imagine some pretty creepy fucking looking statues man yeah dude all right let's get into uh another stronghold that's a terrible terrible place that you'd never want to go to yeah and that's toll and garroth also known as the island of werewolves which was previously known as Tolsirian. Tolsirian uh, was the name of the island, yeah, but Minas Tirith was the name of the tower. Minas Tirith was the name of the tower, right? Mm. But we're talking about the island of Tol and Galarath. Right, right. Yeah, Isle of Werewolves, guys. Terrible place to live. Wouldn't want to go there if I knew the way. Yeah, stronghold of Sauron during the first age. He took it by force from Orodreth, and uh, yeah, the whole island is just a place for fucking Halloween monsters. Yeah, literal Halloween fucking monsters. Dungeons with people being tortured, and yeah, it's not a good place to be. And uh, so another place that's actually not too far from there that we wanted to touch on is... uh, 
Arid Gorgoroth, which is the Mountains of Terror. Yeah, yeah, those spooky-ass mountains. And don't some of the spawns of Ungoliant live there yeah. as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of the things that made it so dark and spooky. Yeah, after what was it? After Ungoliant betrayed Melkor, and then Melkor's Belrog saved him, then Ungoliant fled south. She hung out here in the Mountains of Terror for a while, where she like had children and ate them and mm-hmm. like did some shitty things, and then she left and like now those mountains are filled with terrible, terrifying, dark creatures, and not only just spiders, but other shit too. All apparently, apparently, yeah, apparently it's just kind of like a cursed place mm-hmm. and this is the baron made his way through here yeah yeah so when baron heads south from dorthonian that's that high point um he when he heads south to doriath he has to get down the from that high that high area of dorthonian so that means he has to get down the mountains of terror yeah and they say he finds a way he's the only man to ever find a way through that area and he never spoke of it yeah to anyone yeah that was like the part of the journey you'd never get him to talk about yeah because he said that it was so fucking apparently it was so terrifying that he, he wouldn't talk about it to anyone at all. Oh, yeah. Him and Dagmar took care of it, though. Yeah, and they said that, like, in the book early on, they say that that was, like, one of the most uh, courageous things he's ever done. Yeah, man. Baron did a whole bunch of crazy shit. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine what that would have been like. Like, it must have been fucking terrible. Like, that guy fucking went into Angband. Yeah. And he's, uh, and apparently, you know, the Mountains of Terror were still too terrifying for him <laughs> right? to speak of. Don't like, talk what, about Angband. What the yeah. fuck happened there, man? I think there's also a story of... Uh, when, uh, who is it? Aridel the White and... Ale? Ale's son. Meglin. Meglin. Yeah. Yeah. It's, or I'm sorry, it's when Aridel the White, I think it's when she first gets away from she the like, Gondolindrum. Yeah. They're going through, they're going through that area and she, and all their horses get terrified of the monsters mm-hmm. and she speeds off and like the other elves couldn't get through. Yeah. And I think that's how Aridel gets away. So there's a few instances where they talk about how fucking terrifying this place is. This place is. Nobody likes to go there. Another terrifying place that nobody likes to go, the Dimholt Road. Yeah. The Road of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, the Path of the Dead. This is uh, Aragorn and the Dunedain Rangers and the Sons of Elrond. Uh, mm-hmm. They all take that road to, uh, yeah, to go get the, it's a deep trek into the White Mountains. And, uh, yeah, they're trying to find the abandoned cities in there. And uh, they go to the Stone of Eric mm-hmm. and they raise up their banners and they're like, yo, fight for us. That stone is pretty pretty creepy just because yeah, they describe it as like being perfectly round and smooth and no mm-hmm. one knows how it got there nobody knows but yeah apparently it's spooky yuki beyond words because Gimli after the fact um, refuses to talk about it and he says it's the scariest shit that's ever happened to him he doesn't want to talk about it and he never would have made it through without Aragorn that's all he ever said about it yeah he's like I was too st- I don't want to talk about it but Aragorn got me through and I think that line out of the movie an elf would go underground when a dwarf dare, dare not, not. Yeah. I think that's from the book too yeah 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 because Gimli's very embarrassed about it because it seems like the kind of place that a dwarf would thrive yeah underground but in the it, dark but it was too terrifying for him Mm-mm. not with all those fucking dead folks around yeah next up on the list we got the tower of Carathungal. yeah so this is a pretty spooky place because it basically guards that uh that back entrance into mordor the back doe and it's also equipped with that uh, evil magic barrier the watchers that are sitting out front mm-hmm. and it's also just adjacent to shelob's lair so it's in a pretty fucking spooky part of town it's even in a for bad mordor. neighborhood yeah it's even a, for mordor it's, it's pretty <laughs> Wrong side of the tracks. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as we know, there's a lot of uh, terrible things that happens there with the orcs. Mm-hmm. All right, moving right along, we got the Forest of Mirkwood. I really love Mirkwood. Mirkwood's a cool place. It seems like it used to be way cooler before Sauron moved in, though. Yeah, Greenwood the Great. Mm-hmm. But after Sauron moved in and it became Mirkwood, yeah, then it became full of evil. 
evil creatures and uh, evil plants. I think they even say like yeah. things started dying and yeah. rotting and and then uh, uh, least of all, giant fucking talking spiders. Yeah, huge <laughs> spiders. Huge. I think those are said to be. Are they not of the same? breed as uh she love and such or are they a little different i think they are yeah i think i think pretty much all spiders are spawns of ungoliant because i can't i don't think the spiders in mirkwood give off that like dark aura that uh Shelob and ungoliant do oh the unlight or whatever the unlight yeah, yeah. yeah so if they are related they're a much lesser version of those spiders but still they're huge fucking spiders and that's terrifying all right so the next location on the list that we want to talk about goblin town Yes, yes. Very scary place. Yeah, I was really happy that we included this one because I love a lot of the Hobbit locations. Yeah, they're spooky yuki. Because, you know, it's a kid's book and, like, you got to have spooky yuki locations for your characters to go to. You know, you wouldn't have a hero without a spooky yuki adventure. Yeah. And so, as I'm sure we'll all remember from The Hobbit, uh, probably one of the spookiest parts of The Hobbit is when uh, Thorin and company are captured by the goblins and taken down into Goblin Town. Yeah, and that's actually what the opening excerpt was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually chosen by Joseph, too. He said that part used to scare him when he was a kid. The goblins coming out of the <laughs> out of crack the in the cave. Yeah. yeah. That is a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, somewhat near Goblin Town, our next location, Gollum's Cave. Oh, yeah. The scene for Riddles in the Dark. Yes, yeah, they don't really say where it is. Somewhere in there. Somewhere just deep, deep into the Misty Mountains. And it just sounds really creepy, too. And it's uh, equipped with its own like underground lake, which, I mean, doesn't sound all that bad of a place, but uh, really the shitty thing about it is who lives there. <laughs> and that's Gollum. Yeah, Gollum. This weird, like, gross, mutated hobbit resident. Nobody likes him. Nobody. Not even he. <laughs> all right, yeah, another place we, we mentioned it earlier on is uh, Dol Guldur. Dol Guldur, which used to be an old elven stronghold, right? I believe so. Yeah, and uh, it's in the southern Mirkwood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Sauron posts up in there and creates all his evil shit. Yeah, that's where... And Sauron is practicing necromancy because they call him the necromancer when he's there. Mm-hmm. So I have a theory that I think that this kind of ties in with our conversation we've had previously about Sauron. Like most of the times when any Ainur deplete their spirit to the point where they can't take physical shape again, usually that's it. Mm-hmm. But with Sauron, he's the only one we find that's not the case. He yeah. comes back multiple times mm-hmm. and like rebuilds his power. Yeah. And we mentioned previously, I think that it might be this necromancy stuff that he does. I think he's like stealing Feia from people or something? Right, yeah. yeah. I think, because I mean, how else are you going to like rebuild Because he yeah. bled all of his Feia out to the point where he couldn't take physical form, what, multiple times? Multiple times, yeah. And then he got it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I think, true. Uh, and it, they don't necessarily mention like Melkor practicing necromancy or anything. Because I, I feel like maybe Melkor wouldn't have to. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just think it's interesting that Sauron was doing necromancy. Yeah, that is interesting. I never thought about that. Speaking of uh, necromancy and sorcery, here's another new, uh, scary-ass place. Oh, yeah. the uh, the uh, Later on, the capital for the Witch King. Hangs out in Minas Morgul. Yeah, and also, yeah, because of the Witch King is why it's terrifying. Right. Yeah, and it's a huge garrison of orcs, and it, yeah, it's the headquarters for the Nazgul. Fuck those guys. Oh, for all the Nazgul? I think they all live there, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, so that is a fucking horrifying place. Yeah, at least that was my understanding, that they all live there. I can't believe we didn't even include the Nazgul in general as a category of spooky characters when we were talking about characters yeah, just earlier. Yeah, yeah. The Nazgul are probably some of the spookiest They're characters. They're spooky yeah. 
spooky guys. Although I suppose we did talk about the Witch King. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he is a Nazgul. Yeah, so that kind of covers it. it. We covered it. He's the scariest of the Nazgul. Nailed it. Nah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna go through some uh, some of our favorite spooky ass events that happen. We're gonna go through this kind of fast because um, there's a lot of them. But um, yeah. yeah, but they are a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. Um, so to start off the list, I wanted to talk about something spooky that happens with dwarves. Dwarf shit. Um, so I thought it would be fun to bring up the death of Thror by Azog the Defiler. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when uh, basically it's Thror and I think it's Nain. They go to the doors of uh, Khazad Doom because they're looking to see if they can retake it. They think it might be empty. Yeah. And then uh, Thror goes in and he gets fucking killed. Yeah. And Nain is hiding outside and fucking Azog throws his head out of the door yeah. with Azog's initials carved into its forehead. Mm-hmm. That's some pretty fucking metal shit. Yeah, dude. And like, Nain is just like weeping and like running away yeah. as like orcs are coming out and like defiling Thor's body. Like, it's and a pretty he, he terrifying th- scene. He threw him a little bit of gold, dude, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. here's a little gold for your fucking troubles. For your troubles. And if they want to know who it is that killed Thor, his the name, name is, is written on the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah his yeah. name is carved in its head. Yeah. Azog, and he's like, "That's my, that's me, or something." Yeah, that's me, by the way. That's me. Yeah, Azog's pretty badass. I hated that they had to even mention him. In I don't the even want to talk about movies. it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that one scene with him is pretty fucking great. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the Hobbit for a little bit here. The Trollshaws. That part's spooky. Oh yeah. Yeah, where they're gonna get eaten by trolls. Yeah, that's one of the first real big uh, things that happens in the Hobbit. Yeah. Because they come across they're the trolls. Big dangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. And then yeah, Gandalf does the uh, <laughs> makes them confuses them until they turn into stone. What do you say? Like fools, like uh, the sun will take you all, or something like that. Yeah. And then daylight comes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also in the Hobbit, the, uh, the the whole Goblin Town, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of mentioned thing, it before. Yeah. All everything down in Goblin Town is pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, so we're talking about the capture of the of the the dwarves, and then the you know, Gandalf comes back, and mm-hmm. like you know, and then they all run, and then Bilbo's gone. They yeah, all pretty much the again. whole sequence under the Misty Mountains. Very tense. Yeah, very tense. Um, um, and then uh, yeah, like we events uh, like we mentioned before, Riddles in the Dark. That's another spooky event that happens right after Goblin Town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then yeah, all the uh, spider slaying <laughs> that happens in Mirkwood as mm-hmm. well. Very very spooky, Yuki. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Mirkwood that's spooky. Yeah, because it's, the, it's a spooky place. the forest itself is somewhat enchanting too. And then it's got like that enchanted river. Mm-hmm. The dialogue between Smog and Bilbo. Yeah. When the when Bilbo finally makes it into the Lonely Mountain, that whole dialogue is pretty creepy and intense. Yeah, yeah, he's just a creeper character. Yeah, uh, smog. Yeah, like any of the, like we said earlier, any, any dragon, any fucking dragon. Yeah. When they speak and there's dialogue, it is great. So yeah, then uh, in the beginning of the Lord of the Rings, I think the first like real spooky yuki shit is when they're first being chased by the Nazgul. Yeah, when they first start coming across them, and they like have no idea who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is really creepy. Yeah, especially when they come across uh, who is it on the road? Gildor. Gildor, and then he's like <laughs> Black Riders, and and then Gildor's like what? Yeah. Black Riders. And then he was like, "What?" And Frodo's like, "What are they?" And he's like, "If I told you, you'd be too scared to go anywhere." And you're like, "Oh shit! <laughs> All right, I guess I'll just not know then. <laughs> I guess I'll yeah continue on in ignorance." Yeah, that was a pretty uh, that was a pretty terrifying revelation. Yeah. When even the elves were like, "We're too scared to talk mm-hmm. about this right now." And uh, they do this scene really well in the movie. Remember with the tree trunk scene? The tree trunk scene. Yeah, where the hobbits are like all under the nest. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, right after they find the mushrooms. That yeah, that's so scary. Get off the road. So scary. That is a very intense scene. I mean, like, and I say this, like, because I saw The Lord of the Rings when I was nine, mm-hmm. and a lot of it scared the shit out of me, to be honest. Like, I wasn't, uh, you know, a hardcore horror fan then, mm-hmm. like I am now. So, like, a lot of, like, this shit scared me, man. Right. Yeah, like we mentioned before, when you get someone who really knows how to do horror and it comes to these types of tense scenes, yeah, if they do it right. They do it right. It can really make the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always kind of disappointed about how they sort of did like the aura of fear in the movies. Because mm-hmm. like the only time we ever really get to experience much of like the aura of fear that comes off the Nazgul is usually when Frodo looks like he's jizzing in his pants. Yeah. And so it doesn't oh. really communicate the fear I felt. You're right. It just makes it seem like, oh, every time they're around, somebody must have the orgasmo gun. <laughs> yeah, the like from orgasmo. Just in his pants and <laughs> shit. Joel just referenced a wonderful film called Orgasmo, which <laughs> you should definitely see if you haven't. Um. <laughs> I think the fucking ring rides are near. How do you know? Frodo's jizzing his pants again. Frodo's jizzing everywhere. Anyway, enough about jizz. Um, Pretty scary on its own. Yeah, jizz is terrifying. Let's move on to the old forest. Oh, yeah, the old forest sequence. Yeah, spooky-ooky. They get eaten by a tree. Yeah, they get eaten by a tree, and like the forest sort of seems like it's got its own will. It's out, it's, got it, it's, out for, it's, yeah. it's got it out for them, yeah. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. You can see why they're, uh, all the hobbits are always so terrified of the old forest. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're always like, people go in there and die all the time. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, later, uh, just after that, uh, we have the Barrow Downs. I think the Barrow Downs is one of the first truly spooky events oh yeah in the in the lord of the rings like it's very trippy it's very trippy yeah. like obviously like running from the wraiths is scary and like going through the old forest was tense but like when you when they get captured in the barrow downs and there's like a spooky ghost that's a yeah. like a hand coming around a corner that's about to get them yeah dude and he sees all his friends and they have like a naked sword laid across yeah, their throat and all their clothes are changed yeah too. dude it's wild it's some yeah it's some fucking horror shit but then of course if you're talking about scary events like we mentioned, the Nazgul. We got to talk about Weathertop. Weathertop. The Fords of Brainin. Yeah. The, these events are, yeah, when you see the Nazgul really do what they do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're they're out to get the ring, and they're coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that whole, like, f- crossing the r- Fords of Brainin, it's like, these are these guys about to get to Rivendell? Like, right. For a second there, like, when they start entering the river, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. They're coming. Like, yeah. this is it. Yeah, and it takes Glorfindel and Gandalf and Elrond to thwart their efforts. Mm-hmm. But I think the spooky ooky ooky is placed in all of Tolkien, or in all of the Lord of the Rings at least, is by far Moria. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a dead city. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. And then also, even before they get in there, there's that spooky-ooky encounter with the... Uh, oh, the Watcher. The, the, well, not the Watcher. They get attacked by wolves, too. Oh, right before, yeah. Before yeah. they even get to the gates, there's that... Uh, yeah. yeah that and they're, like, surrounded, the and the wolves, like, the howling, and mm-hmm. yeah. That That is a creepy scene. In the yeah. middle of the night, they just see shadows of wolves. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and then the watchers in the water outside. Yeah, that was fucking scary. Is there one? Is there many? We don't know. We don't know. We do know that it's enough to collapse a door. Yeah, pretty <laughs> fucking strong. They're it or they will uproot trees and collapse mountainsides. Yeah, didn't they throw the tree at the at the door? Yeah, they said they could tell by the sound like it ripped up both of the trees and threw them down in front of the doors. Yeah. Like, oh shit, yeah. well, I guess we only have one direction to go now, and that's mm-hmm. east. And then also in Moria, we have the chamber of, I always fuck this word up, it's Mazar. Mus- 
Mazarbul? Yeah. Mazarbul. Mazarbul. Uh, but this, yeah, this is when we see the Fellowship kill a bunch of orcs for the first time. Yeah, this is a very, I don't know, I almost find this to be like a heartening moment. When well, you it s- is. When you see them fight together for the first time and it's all just like, rah, but, badass. Yeah, but the spooky yuki part is the lead up when he's reading the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it's like yeah. doom, 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 and it's just like you can, doom. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was scary. Like he did. Like they're reading this book of the death of these characters, mm-hmm. and then you start to realize that you know these characters. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's Ori. Fuck. Ori wrote it's it. Ori. Yeah, and they talk about how was it Nori died by the Watchers. By the Watch. Yeah, one of them got killed by the Watcher. I can't remember. Yeah. So one. then they start dropping names, you know, and you're like, oh fuck, oh, shit, dude. Oh fuck, these are the dwarves from the from the Hobbit story. Like, yeah. oh shit, we know these people. Oh shit, this is Balin's tomb. Fuck, they're all dead. Oh my god. And then yeah, they describe. The, the booming and then afterwards then the booming coming. starts happening in yeah. real life then you're like oh shit yeah. you cannot get out yeah that that build up good job J.R.R. that was fantastic yeah yeah and then also the, the bridge of Khazad Doom the final uh, the demon fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the final fight with the, with the Balrog well I shouldn't say that's not the final fight with the Balrog but that's when uh, Gandalf is confronted yeah Oh, yes. Moria. Moria's fucking awesome. Yeah, Moria is the spooky yukiest. Uh, another thing we have in here is more more from the film. I mean, the the part in the book is, you know, kind of scary too, but it's more the visuals of the film that, that I was talking about. And that's the Battle of Helm's Deep. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just, I love the art direction that, you know, with the rain and then, like, when the, when they start doing the spears, you're like, oh, we're all fucked. Like, this is oh, yeah, they do build yeah. that up really well. Yeah, the build up to that battle, uh, not necessarily the battle spooky yuki, but the, the build up is very tense and, mm-hmm. you know, thrills and chills. Thrills and chills. Yeah, when the orc I do start, like, pounding their spears in unison, that does and make growling. It, and growling. Yeah, it makes it pretty fucking ominous. So another event that was very creepy in the Lord of the Rings, we kind of already mentioned it, but the uh, pass of Kirithungal when they go through Shelob's lair. Spookyukiness is off the charts in this. Yeah, going into the going into the spider lair is pretty fucking freaky. Yeah, the description of the the dark uh, webbed tunnels and the uh, the eyes staring back and from the dark is quite terrifying. Mm-hmm. That makes your skin crawl. Yes, it does. Another uh, event we talked about is the uh, is, uh, a little bit earlier was the Pass of the Dead when Aragorn goes to talk to the dead men, dead men, dead men of Dunharrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is uh, uh, much spookier in the book than it is in the film. Yeah, and these these guys are so scary that like we were looking up earlier, we're not even sure if their weapons can do damage because their main weapon is fear and like oh yeah, the dead men, the dead men. Yeah, yeah. We we had a little bit of a debate earlier. <laughs> Danny's like, I always imagine the dead men to be more like undead, like zombies. zombies yeah, and I was like. I I always imagine them to be more like ethereal ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, they are ethereal, we found out. Or at least that's what we're leaning seemed, towards. We were, yeah. I think we're leaning that way. Because yeah. there was a description to describe them as like gray figures or something like mm-hmm. that. And so they sat on ghostly horses, too. Ghostly horses. Yeah. Yeah, so it, yeah, it made it seem a little more ghostly rather than physical. But, I mean, I think it's still kind of open to interpretation. Yeah, but most people, uh, when they come up against them, just kill themselves. Yeah, because like, <laughs> like you mentioned, their, their, main, their main weapon is fear. Yeah. Uh, there is. A, it describes when uh, the armies of the dead meet with the corsairs. Most of the corsairs kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they throw themselves into the fucking ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, and everybody uh, as they're marching across southern Gondor, everybody's hiding. Like even mm-hmm. good people, everyone's just like, I do not want anything to do with this. Yeah, yeah. As they as they go through the paths of dead, just that's a very creepy part of the book. Yeah. He does a very good job making it tense and eerie and creepy yeah. and scary. Yeah. Tolkien is such a good author, dude. 
Like for reals, though. Yeah, he in the book they describe that uh, the uh, the writing of that company was so terrifying that it even like uh, stopped a smaller battle that was already in progress. <laughs> yeah, I can do imagine just like fight to the last man. And they're just like, what the hell's going on over there? Ghosts, angry ghosts! Everybody run! <laughs> Everybody get the fuck out! Yeah, apparently while they were making their uh, their uh, journey through southern Gondor, apparently there was some other smaller little scuffle going on. But well, yeah, as soon as they came through that, everyone was just like, what the fuck is this? Scatter. Uh, another part that's really spooky, and it is in the book as well as the film, is uh, just the entire Siege of Gondor sequence is very ominous and doom-filled. Yeah, this is a little more, yeah, doom-filled, a little more gory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, what we were talking about, uh, the, one of the things is the launching of the severed heads. Yeah. And like I said uh, before on the podcast, like I'd seen the films before I read the book. So when I saw that, I was like, there's no way that shit's in the book. No way. And then I read it and I was like, oh, holy shit no this dude actually has them flinging severed heads over the walls oh yeah yeah it, oh it happens that's some horror movie shit and then yeah we also have that confrontation with the witch king and gandalf yeah that's yeah after they uh open the front door that's a really awesome intense scene and then the breaching of the wall with grand grand that's pretty fucking intense too mm-hmm yeah, there's a lot of doom and gloom during yeah, that. Yeah, like, exactly. It seems like despair. Hope it, despair. Despair. Yeah, despair. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good adjective. And also, uh, speaking of despair, <laughs> the uh, the pyre of Denethor. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty fucked up part too. Yeah, very disturbing. Um, he's about to burn his son alive. Um, and it's also kind of it's it's it really shows the extent of the madness of Denethor and what despair actually does to people. Yeah, just the kind of corruption that Sauron can do from afar, mm-hmm. and like, just by making you sad. Yeah, like. He basically gives you depression. Like yeah, Sauron is much. just gives people complete despair. Yeah, just to the makes point where people... you're willing to kill yourself and people around you. Yeah, yeah, nice guy. I was just gonna say, I still love that scene in the movie where he jumps off the pinnacle on fire. That's fun. Yeah, I saw somebody complaining about it on the internet the other day, and I was like, "You are wrong." Sir. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a little more spooky when they when Gandalf like quickly closes the doors and behind them, lets them burn up, and then yeah. they just hear that roar of fire, and then that one yelp go up, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty creepy. That's spooky. The end of Denethor. But speaking of doom and gloom, the march to the Black Gate. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty fucking gloomy because uh, they're pretty sure that's a suicide mission. Yeah, like, and like this is the first time anyone's ever directly attacked Sauron since the Last Alliance. Like at this. Yeah, point. no one's ever come up and attacked Mordor. Yeah, but since uh, since the Last Alliance, like that just seems crazy, mm-hmm. especially with this tiny ass company. Yeah, and the Last Alliance took what twelve years or whatever mm-hmm. to do it. It's like, been a long time. Yeah, yeah. and many more men and elves and all kinds of yeah yeah Yeah, they barely did it and they barely did it and uh yeah so just the the idea that these people are marching off to their doom is very scary and they uh some of them actually can't do it and they turn coat are they yeah that's right they they get back they get into athelion don't they and then some of them are like and they're like too scared nope yeah, and then he's like, uh, Aragorn's like, fine, just go liberate Carandros. Yeah, go retake Carandros. Yeah. Yep. And they do. Yeah, which is a useful thing for them to do. Yeah. That's nice. At least they didn't go totally to waste. Yeah. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, another uh, event that happens at this Black Gate scene, the Mouth of Sauron, like we mentioned earlier, genuinely creepy character. Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah, the dialogue is where it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's the doom sets in. And like his sense of like superiority to them, like we're the winners, like almost like we're victorious before we've even fought, you know? Oh yeah, he definitely gives that off. Yeah, very happy. Yeah, which also feels like, oh shit, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Oh, we're super fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And last in the Lord of the Rings here, 
we're gonna mention this spooky yuki moment and not for what you'd think it's uh there's it's the part of the scouring of the shire at the battle of bywater that makes me think of uh the movie freaks <laughs> really I hard saw, I saw you put this on there and for a second i was like what's so spooky about this yeah no it's the part where the hobbits like slowly come out of the shadows around mm-hmm. them and they realize there's hundreds of them around them and they're just like oh shit and then the battle of bywater happens yeah but yeah that reminds me of the part in freaks where the freaks are like chasing like there's a freak chase like scene and they mm-hmm. just keep coming there's like a freaky dude with like no legs and he's like coming through the mud and like one oh, he's, he's got a knife in his mouth yeah it's fucking it's check out todd browning's freaks from 1930 it's fucking awesome yeah i guess i imagine that scene would be pretty terrifying for the for the evil men that were there yes all these small little pale figures just yeah, coming out just of the dark out. surrounding you yeah and they're really good marksmen well they have that scene too remember they uh they walk up and it's just cotton at the fire oh yeah warming his, his hands, hands. he's then, like you ain't welcome here boy <laughs> and then they're like and then just like well, who the fuck are you and then they turn around and there's just hundreds oh, of hobbits coming in yeah I imagine they're all like quietly chanting something. Yeah. Hobbits. 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 <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it for the, the Lord of the Rings. The next segment we hear is, got, is called the Spookerillion, which is spooky stories from the Silmarillion. Yeah. As I'm sure you guys know, we love the Silmarillion's death. So we thought we'd kind of end off the episode with some fun, uh, spooky Silmarillion places and events. Yeah, yeah. So the first one we mentioned uh, also early on in the episode uh, was the the fall of Tolsirian. When, mm-hmm. the, when the Halloween creatures take uh, uh, Tolsirian from Moradreth. Yeah, and then it becomes Tol and Galroth. And Galroth. Yeah, that taking of the island is pretty fucking terrifying. So another really spooky thing that happens in the Silmarillion is the Rage of Karkaroth. This is not something we talked about earlier. This is uh, when, yeah, Karkaroth the wolf bites Baron's hand straight off, including the Silmaril, and then goes into like a complete blood rage because of the pain he's in and mm-hmm. just lays waste. It says in the book that the Rage of Karkaroth was like one of the most devastating onslaughts. Yeah, like people talk about it. Yeah, and like I always think about Glaurung. I'm like, wouldn't Glaurung have been one of the most devastating onslaughts? Yeah. But uh, apparently Karkaroth was in such a fucking blood rage. Yeah, and I imagine he probably moves faster too yeah bloodlust did um also yeah the sacking of nargathron the confrontation of turin on the bridge we talked about that a little bit earlier too mm-hmm. um yeah just the uh, the the taking of slaves and the burning of everything and then the fact that glaurung just goes in there and shuts the doors in the end <laughs> yeah afterwards he kicks out all the orcs and doesn't even let the orcs <laughs> yeah. plunder the place he's like nope fuck you guys this is mine for this a while my shit. and then he sleeps on it. sleep on the treasure <laughs> Oh, Finrod's treasure. Yeah, because he's he's there sleeping for a good while, isn't he? Yeah. Um, But another uh, pretty intense thing that happens during the first stage, during the Silmarillion, is the fall of Gondolin. And this is pretty fucking terrifying. Yes, it is very scary. Uh, Similar to during the... Nirnaith, when uh, Melkor unlooses like everything in Angban and devastates the entire battle, he kind of does the same thing in Fall of Gondolin. He sends all of his fucking monsters, mm-hmm. dragons, it's balrogs, like, <laughs> other <laughs> creatures that are just unnamed. It's like that part in Cabin in the Woods when all the doors open. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, and they just yeah, he absolutely devastates Gondolin, just fucking sacks it and destroys yeah. it. They even talk about um like inanimate dragons we talked about like uh, oh yeah like the the tank type yeah ta- like a tank yeah. type like a yeah. like a uh, transporter almost like yeah. f- bringing orcs in mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in the fall of gondolin and a lot of death most everyone dies so much death 
Yeah, there's a lot of glorious deaths in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, next would uh, uh, some things from Baron and Luthien that were creepy. We talked about a couple of them already. But one is the the treachery of Gorlum. That shit is super spooky. Yeah, that is a very Halloween-like story. Yeah. Like, Gorlum is tricked by a phantom vision of his wife mm-hmm. and then captured and then tricked again into ru- <laughs> double tricked in, double tricked into betraying you know his clan and then he's cruelly put to death and then his ghost shows up yeah in like haunts baron yeah, yeah. like yeah it shows up to baron and is like hey hey i fucked up yo hey guess what <laughs> guess who's a ghost bro <laughs> oh shit gorlin what's up man hey man hey, uh man. got some bad news <laughs> some bad news for you i mean i figured you're a ghost now so i figured it wasn't good news bro <laughs> You know how I'm dead? Well, <laughs> you might want to get yeah. back to your dad's camp. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then the, the capture of Finrod and his company and his ultimate death. Very spooky. Eaten by wolves. Yeah. One by yeah, one. that's Sauron uh, capturing them and putting them in his dungeons. That was all very fucking terrifying. And then like we mentioned before, too, the descent into Angband during Baron and Luthien is very, very terrifying. Very spooky. And then uh, coming up on the tail end of the Silmarillion here, the downfall of Numenor. (laughs) Yeah, we thought this would be a fun subject to more or less end things off on just because, I don't know, the downfall of Numenor is insane. Yeah, it's very very spooky-ooky. Sauron basically corrupts it all from within, Mm -hmm. and they start doing human sacrifices. Yeah, they start literally raiding Middle-earth for human sacrifices and bringing them back and burning them alive. Mm -hmm. But one of the scariest things about the story is the wrath of the God, of God, really. Of God. Yeah, of the, the god, god. Yeah. yeah, and that's uh, yeah, sinking the island, and then also uh, the great armament that Arpharazon had sailed over oh, to, to yeah. Valinor. Yeah, they uh, also kill all them, and well, they capture them in those caves. And yeah, that's what I thought was crazy. They didn't even like. He could have just been like, you know, like snap his fingers and. Like they're gone like thanos yeah but yeah like thanos but no he instead of killing them he just decides no you guys are going to get buried in yeah. the caves of the forgotten until the end of the there. world yeah like that's pretty fucking oof oh dude there's that one light uh, uh super metal part where lightning strikes sauron on the top of the temple yeah lightning yeah. strikes the temple and, like breaks the dome open or whatever but mm-hmm. sauron stands on the temple in defiance and is like yeah. i just imagine him up there like as he gets struck by lightning as the as like the light clears and you can finally see it again he's just shredding on a guitar <laughs> like the fucking guy at the beginning of the war party in Mad Max, in Mad Max yeah, yeah the, the guitar guys are like <laughs> just like always playing the guitar I love when they, their engines are idling or they slow down he's like then like the next morning things pick up and he's like it's like shooting fire. That was that guy's my favorite. That was fucking cool. A man makes free road. What a film. What a film. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the downfall of Numenor. But yeah, that, I mean, in general, the entire sinking of the island, like the descriptions it's too. Scary. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. It is scary. It's scary. It's the wrath of God. Yeah, it is that. It's kind of that uh, fear of God. Yeah. So that's about pretty much all we have for you for uh, content for the Spooky Yuki uh, episode. I love but how we ended with the fear of God. Yeah. <laughs> remember, the everybody? The scariest thing in this whole, in this whole episode, is remember, God. is God. <laughs> Be grateful he's not real. He's <laughs> so terrifying. What a terrifying character. Yeah, I mean, he created... <laughs> A place of eternal torment where he sends you if, yeah. you, if you masturbate too much. Like yeah. That's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Don't masturbate, guys. Don't do it. You go blind, too. <laughs>
<laughs> That's our public service announcement yeah. from Keep On Tolkien. Uh, just, yeah. Look up John Harvey Kellogg and then... Um, you'll learn some crazy shit about Dr. Yeah, Kellogg. You'll yeah. learn some stuff about masturbating you never knew. Okay, guys. Well, that's pretty much... <laughs> That's pretty much it for today. In terms of uh, content on spooky yuki stuff. Spooky yuki stuff. But uh, remember, if you remember the beginning of this episode, we have coming up now our first ever famous interview. Yeah, dude. This is an interview like an interview of a real famous person. Real fucking famous person, guys. Yeah, we uh, we got a hold of him, that's for sure. Um, or it should say she. She, yes. It's, and that's uh, our hero, uh, Karen Winfonstad. That's right, folks. We've uh, we've built this up a lot over the years. We've uh, talked about how much we love Karen and how much we'd love to have her on. So stay tuned, and we will have an exclusive interview with Karen Winfonstad on Keep On Tolkien. Coming up in just a few seconds. Hey there, Tolkieners! Welcome to the first ever KOT interview with an actual famous person. We are super excited to bring you this interview with our personal hero and famous cartographer, Karen Wynn Fonstad. Yeah, if you guys don't already know, Karen is the author of The Atlas of Middle-Earth, which we are absolutely obsessed with. That's right. We have actually said before that if KOT were a class, the Atlas of Middle-Earth would be required text. Yeah, it's chock full of beautiful detailed maps of every inch of Middle-Earth. It's really amazing. It is simply required for any Tolkien collection. And if you are a cartography nerd like me, it is genuinely 100% pornographic. All right, guys, let's get right down to it. Here is the interview with Karen Winfonstad. So before we get into this, there is something that you guys probably ought to know. That's right. So when we actually went to reach out to Karen, we discovered, much to our chagrin, that sadly, Karen, has uh, she died nearly 15 years ago. Rest in peace. Very sad. Very, very sad. But we here at KOT are anything but quitters, so we are determined to do the damn interview anyway. So what we have uh, set up here is your classic uh, Ouija board uh, with all the proper uh, accoutrements. That's right. And for those of you that are not familiar with the Ouija board, it's basically just a device used to contact the spirit world. And uh, this is what it will enable us to conduct our interview from beyond the grave. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Um, Joel, you want to hit the lights? Yeah. All right, I'll uh, go ahead up and light this candle and incense. Nice. All right, all right, all right. Oh, what is this? It's sage. Dude, that's the fattest joint I have ever seen. What is in it? Uh, sage. Is that an indica or a sativa? No, Joel, it's sage. Ah, a hybrid. Yeah, let me hit that shit. (coughs) This is some good shit. (laughs) You want to hit this? No, Joel, that's not for some... Now, what the hell? Now let's talk to some ghosts. (coughs) Let's do it. All right, so we lit the candle, and uh, we put our hands on the blanchet, and uh, let's see, what, we say something? Like, what do we say? Um, oh, great undead spirits, we, um, beseech thee to help us talk to renowned cartographer Karen Wynn Fonstad. Um, come forth, spirit. Whoa, dude. Dude. Yeah, dude, I felt it too. 
It just got really, really cold in here. Damn, dude, I can see my breath. Okay, cool. I think we're on the right track. Dude, ask a question. Oh, um, is there anyone here with us? Oh, shit. Oh, shit, dude, it's moving. All right, all right. Calm down. Just read what it says. Dude, what does it say? Hello. 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 Oh, all right. Hi there. Is this uh, Karen Winfonset? Yes. All right. Sweet. We got her. Dude, you guys, we're doing it. We're doing it, dude. We got her. All right. Um, oh, shit. All right. Nice. Um, Karen, we, uh, we'd like to do a short interview with you about the Atlas of Middle Earth. Would that be all right with you? It, it's moving. It's moving. Check it. What does it say? Yes. Nice. Nice. All right, Karen. All right. So you were a cartographer for many years. What was the number one thing you found out while studying and drawing maps for so many years? Oh, dude. Okay. I think this so, is a long one. Uh, maps. 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 Uh, are cool. Maps. Maps are cool. Yeah, indeed. Maps are cool. Yeah. 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 Next question, Karen. Um. <laughs> okay. All right. Tolkien was known for drawing maps of the places that he made up for his legendarium. As a cartographer and huge Tolkien fan, how do you feel about Tolkien's skill as a, cartar- a, a cartographer? Here we go. Here we go. Tolkien, Tolkien is sweet. sweet. Tolkien's sweet. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he sure is, Karen. Uh, now, we really love your book, The Atlas of Middle-Earth. Oh, shit, shit. It's moving again, dude. Oh, dude. what? what you, I didn't even ask anything. What's she saying? I am lonely. Jesus. What the fuck? Help me. Oh, shit. Fuck, this is not the way I expected this interview to go. Me neither, dude. Damn, that sucks. I'm sorry, Karen. Uh, what's it like Um. Uh. in, uh, well, uh, where you are? Super. That's good. Super? Oh, he's saying something else. Lame. Super lame. Oh, well, that's kind of what I figured, I guess. I mean, I mean, I, I can't imagine it's that great. <laughs> no, yeah, I never thought it was either. Uh, is there anyone else there with you, Karen? Yes. Okay. All right. Only. Well, it's a number. One. Only what? Where only f- one. I wonder where the fuck. Only one. All right. There's only one. He, oh, it's moving again. He is. Uh. Driver? Dick. He's a dick. Who's there with you, Karen? He is Tolkien. Oh, name dropping. Name dropping, name dropping. Tolkien's. Okay. He's Tolkien's. Okay, he's Tolkien's. Great, great, great what? Greatest uh, enemy. Tolkien's enemy? Tolkien's greatest enemy. Who could that be? Who did we fight in World War I? Oh, it's right. moving! It's moving again. It's, it's, oh, shit, okay. shit, it's moving again. Shit, shit, shit. I want to. Well, well, I want to ask. Well, let's just see what she says. He is coming. Well, that's not fucking ominous. Jesus Christ! What is happening? Fuck! 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 Dude, dude, the candle just went out. What the fuck is going on? Let me okay. Let me light it again. Dude, I don't. I don't know, man. This is getting kind of. I'm like, I wasn't really down for the Ouija board. This is getting kind of. This is getting kind of weird. Yeah, dude, I'm. I'm fucking scared right now, bro. Uh, uh, let's just hold. Hold on. Shh, let's calm down. Let's calm down. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's just see where this goes. All right. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try a little more of that sage. There you go, man. Damn it, Joel. That's not what it's. I guess it couldn't hurt. Jesus. <laughs> 
Okay, I don't know if it's the sage man, but it's getting it's getting really cold <sighs> in here now. What the fuck is happening? No, dude, I'm straight up like fucking freezing in here. These man. candles aren't even doing anything. Oh, um, damn, yeah, it is, dude. What spirit are you here with us? Holy shit, what the fuck? Oh, shit. Dude, 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 it's okay, Joel. Calm down, calm down, calm down, okay. calm down. All right. The planchette is moving on its own. We are not even Isn't touching Isn't that a this. requirement? Aren't we supposed to be touching? That is supposed to be the requirement for the game. I'm very scared. This, this is fucked up. This is really wild. What's it saying? Oh, it's moving kind of fast. Okay. Uh, fuck. I am... What is it? All... Oh, always? Always. I am all... I'm always with... You. you always with you. Fuck, Oops, it's mo- still moving. Tolkien. Tolkien what? Tolkien s- sucks. Tolkien sucks. Hey now, like okay, okay. Oh, well, it's going really, really fast now. Your podcast sucks, dude. Damn, this dude is rude. Okay, I, I don't know if this is still. This this must not still be Karen. This is getting kind of fucked up. Yeah, now. this dude is whoever this is is rude. I mean, I mean that's kind of. I know our shit isn't for everyone, but that's kind of harsh. You call yourself Tolkien's enemy. Who are you? Yeah, who the fuck is this? Name yourself. Oh, shit. It's going real fast. The, the man, man who owns the world. So what is this fucking fucking... Who, who is this? Who owns the world? Who could that possibly fucking be? I don't know, dude. I'm getting pissed now. Name yourself, lest ye be a coward. Oh, shit. It's going real fast. Okay. Oh shit, it's a long one. Okay, I am the great. I'm the gr- greatest. I'm the greatest story 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 tell storyteller of all time. Okay, okay, we're still going. All right, all right. I am the great Walt Disney. Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Walt Disney. The greatest storyteller of all time. <laughs> Man, I was fucking scared. I was scared for a second, too, dude. dude. <laughs> dude, you're not fit to the, lick the sweat off Tolkien's balls, dude. Seriously, man, you suck. Oh, we're always got something to say. Fuck you. Well, way. F- fuck us, no, dude. Fuck you. Yeah, Disney, you suck. You suck. I f- you know what else sucks, too? Steamboat Willie and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I've seen corpses with better animation, dude. Um, I mean, he's a dick, but maybe we shouldn't taunt the dead spirit, you know, dude? No, fuck him, dude. Disney sucks. You know what else sucks? Disneyland sucks, fucking <laughs> asshole. Always saying something. You, you better, better shut up. up. Oh, or what? You have no power here, Disney. <laughs> what are you going to do? Watch me. Shit! Oh, fuck, dude. The can Okay, candles going out. This okay. This is this is this is ridiculous. Light, light it again. Okay. All right, all right, hold on, dude. I gotta, I gotta get the light. Now this is just getting annoying. Dude, it's not working. What the fuck is going? On? Dude, I'm trying and it dude, won't I don't work. Want, I don't like this, dude. I don't feel so good. Are you alright, bro? No, man. I'm. I'm. I don't know, man. Something's wrong with this shit. I'm really not liking. It. I do not feel good. Are you all right? Oh shit. Mm. <laughs> it burns. Oh shit, dude! Here, smoke some more sage. <laughs> oh, dude, it's not working. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Joel, are you all right? Joel's not here. <laughs> oh shit, you guys! Oh shit, Joel's been possessed. Is that you, Disney? 
You bet your ass it is. <laughs> what did you do with Joel? Joel sucks eggs in hell. <laughs> Bring back my friend now, damn it. Why do you do this to me, Danny? Why did you do this to me, Danny? Oh, God. <laughs> we'll all burn down here, huh? Be gone, Disney. Go back to the shadow. Why don't you make me, bitch? <laughs> the power of Tolkien compels you. The power of Tolkien compels you. The power of Tolkien compels you. Come into me, you racist bastard. Leave my friend alone. <laughs> What the fuck happened? Dude, was I... What was it? Was I here just a second ago? Wait, and then... Oh, shit. Lights are going crazy. Fucking thing. Let me relight this. Danny, Danny, you you there, bro? Danny's not here. Ha ha ha. No. Ha 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 ha. Join us. Ha ha ha. Join us! Ha ha! Join us! No, no! Oh, please don't! <laughs> one of us! One of us! One of us! One of us! Goobble gobble! One of us! Goobble gobble! Ha 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 Alright, guys. Alright, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, thanks for listening to the Keep on Tolkien uh, Halloween special. <laughs> it's our little uh, Halloween skit. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Sorry for the troll, but whatever. But, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Happy. Trick or treat. There's, trick or treat. There's your, there's your fucking trick. Yeah. Where's our treat? Where's our treat? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was incredibly fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. This has been KOT Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at KOT Podcast. If you want to follow my goofy ass, I am at Danny J K O T. That's J A Y. Also, follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash official keep on Tolkien. Also, while you're there, be sure to join the KOT Talk group and uh, be sure to ask us any questions you might have. There's also some fun discussions going on there with other listeners. and We like to share some fun Tolkien memes and such. So go ahead and dive on in. Also, follow us on Instagram at keep on Tolkien podcast and subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes at www.whateverwebsite.com slash keep on Tolkien. Yeah, make sure you stay up to date with all of our new episodes and news going on with the podcast. And uh, while you're there, please uh, rate us and maybe give us a review if you like us. If you don't, just uh, just just move along. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> we want to give a big thank you for everyone who's given to the Patreon. Um, oh, yeah, you guys are our heroes. If you want to check out our Patreon, it's uh, www.patreon.com forward slash K-O-T podcast be sure to subscribe and uh, help support us help support us yeah because kot is still a 100 percent diy podcast and it is still coming out of our pockets so donations help so goddamn much yeah uh, even the smallest donations they really help us you know just bring to you the same great content and uh a, you know a, a level of quality that i think you can mm-hmm. appreciate uh yeah help us quit our jobs yeah Thanks. that'd be that's, great that's, that's our goal help us quit <laughs> our jobs um also, if you subscribe, you can unlock some cool, uh, super cool exclusive content, which is almost always not safe for work. Yeah, we like to have some fun with our uh, Patreon content, so yeah, there's a little motivation for you there, a little something for you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode today, and we hope you guys have a awesome Halloween. Have an awesome Halloween, guys. Raise some fucking hell, dude. Smoke some weed, drink some booze. Unless you're underage, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't drive, but also drink booze and smoke weed. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Happy Dia de los Muertos, everybody. Yes, yes, those guys as well. And uh, for down in South America, the Noche de las Brujas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. We're just way too excited about Halloween. Thanks for listening to the Halloween episode. Uh, I am Danny J. And I'm Jolin. And as always, guys, keep, keep on, on talking. Ahore and Tuluba. Spooky, yuki, yuki, Halloween.